0: Our relationship with ourselves is going to determine every other relationship in our life. How we view ourselves, how we talk about ourselves, how we think about ourselves, how we act towards ourselves is going to determine every other relationship that we engage with. Welcome to Permission to Love, a podcast where we have conversations about how we can transform our relationship with ourselves. I'm your host, Jerry Henderson. I'm so glad you're here, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I want to welcome you to this first episode of our podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for taking your time to listen. I want to go on a journey together. And this journey is about how are we going to move from self-hatred, from shame, into self-love? And what does that look like? How do we do it? I mean, we hear a lot about we need to love ourselves or we need to practice loving practices towards ourselves. But we get stuck because we don't know how to. We don't feel worthy of it. We haven't talked about it enough. We haven't been trained to do this. Uh, this is work. And I often uh, talk about it being sacred work. The work of the sacred relationship that we have with ourselves. But here's the thing. Here's what I want us to think about. Our relationship with ourselves is going to determine every other relationship in our life. How we view ourselves. How we talk about ourselves, how we think about ourselves, how we act towards ourselves is going to determine every other relationship that we engage with, because that's the lens. That's the lens we're seeing the world through. We often start with things outside of us. We start to think, well, how can I be more loving towards this person? Or how do I repair this relationship? Or how do I fix these things in the way that they're showing up in my life? And that's all good. And that's where we start often. But the reality is that if we'll take a moment and begin to shift and go internal and begin to reflect on how are we showing up towards ourselves, and we begin to understand the power of that relationship and how that's manifesting the things that are showing up in our life, then we can really begin to get to the source of change. Changing our relationship with ourselves begins to change our environment begins to change, how relationships show up. Because think about it this way. If I'm angry at myself, I'm a lot more likely to be angry at other people. If I'm critical of myself, I'm a lot more likely to be critical of other people. But if I love myself, wouldn't it make sense that I'd also be more likely to be loving towards other people? So how do I get to that space? How do I get to the space where I'm loving myself? How do I get to the space where I'm giving myself permission to love myself? What does that look like? What are the barriers to that? Why do I not feel worthy of love? And we'll get to that a little bit later here in this episode. So, if that relationship with myself is so important and maybe it's broken, Maybe that relationship's always been broken for you. Maybe as a child, things showed up in your life, like trauma or critical parents or events or whatever it is, or or maybe it showed up later for you uh, through painful relationships or life experiences. But somewhere along the line, almost all of us experience the pain of a broken relationship with ourselves. And then we try to find ways to heal that outside of ourselves. We try to find ways to heal that Through performance, that if we just perform well enough, if we just make enough money, or we just get enough approval from other people, that that'll begin to heal that space. Or we get into relationships that can tell us that we're worthy or that we feel loved, uh, that that'll begin to heal that space within us. But the reality is none of that stuff is going to do anything other than temporarily soothe. It's going to do nothing more than just medicate. Now, people can be a healing source in our life, but they're secondary healers. We have to be our primary healer in order for it to last, in order for it to really gain traction, and in order for it to stick. So how do we do that? How do we go about healing that relationship with ourself? Well, it's my belief, and I'm very adamant about this, that self-love or the ability to love ourselves is absolutely foundational in beginning to heal all of the aspects of our life. Beginning to heal all of the aspects of our relationship with ourselves and then how we show up in this world. So that then begins to beg the question how do I love myself? What does that look like? Well, for me, this journey started after my life basically imploded for all practical purposes. And here's why I'm such an advocate for self love. I grew up in a home filled with trauma and poverty grew up on the welfare system, grew up in an abusive home filled with addictions, alcoholism, other drug addictions. And I experienced a lot of abuse. That's physical, mental, emotional, sexual. All of that abuse was in my life. And by the time I was five, I was being given alcohol, as a reward mechanism for cleaning up my room uh, and other chores. By the time I was nine, I was uh, beginning to get into other drugs with other family members. Uh, and what was happening was I was being hardwired for addiction. i had experienced all of this trauma, all of this abuse. And so what was happening in my system was I was beginning to get the message that I was unlovable, that I was unworthy of love. And we talk about how trauma is not what happens to you, but it's what happens in you. And in those moments of trauma, we make certain decisions. We make decisions about ourselves: Am I lovable? Am I unlovable? I make decisions about other people. Are they good? Are they bad? Are people for me or people against me? I make decisions about life. Is life for me? Is life not for me? Is life this bad thing that's always going to work against me? But all of that stuff comes out of these internal decisions. Now, as a child, was I consciously making those decisions? No. Subconsciously, in survival mode, trying to figure these things out, uh, not even knowing I was trying to figure them out, and I was making these decisions in my system in order to survive. Those decisions that I made as a child, those decisions wired me for certain things, One was that I was unworthy of love, that if the people who were assigned in my life to care for me were unable to do that, somehow I made the choice as a child to believe that I was unworthy of love instead of believing that they were incapable of giving love. That felt like, I guess, a safer decision. I don't know as a kid, you know, what are you doing to to make those type of decisions? I'm not sure. But that belief system got wired in me. It became a core belief system that I was unworthy of love. So that then led me into deep cycles of shame, feeling that there was something fundamentally wrong with me, and I was broken. That then led me to a life of trying to cope with that, to try to silence that voice by achieving things, seeking multiple degrees, trying to climb the ladder, becoming successful. And none of that was taking it away. Went through a divorce, got remarried, none of that took that away. Um, And one part of what I was trying to do in order to silence that voice was drinking. Drinking became this space where I felt comfortable with myself. I often say that drinking allowed me to tolerate my own presence. It allowed me to be able to be with myself. Now I understand what it was doing was providing me a sense of feeling safe and a feeling of connection with myself. But at the moment, all I knew was that when I drank, I didn't hate myself as much and I could tolerate my presence. All of those things were beginning to become so much of a weight in my life that I couldn't carry it anymore. I couldn't carry this broken relationship, the burden of shame, the burden of the way I was speaking to myself. Uh, And then life imploded over an 18 to 24 month period. Wound up having a heart attack, open heart surgery, went to rehab, started to go through a divorce, then went back to rehab again for a 30 day stay that time. And in that last time in rehab, something deeply profound happened. You know, I was learning all of the things about addiction, the science behind it. Why was I doing it? What was it that I was trying to manage? One of the things I encourage people with addiction to think about is not how can I manage my addiction? You know, we often think like, well, how do I manage my addiction? How do I manage my drinking? It's not about how do you manage your drinking? It's how is your drinking? helping you manage something? What does your drinking help you manage? What pain is that drinking trying to help you manage in your life? And when you get to the source of that, then we can begin to address the addictions. So I'm learning all of this stuff. I'm learning the science. I'm learning what I'm trying to manage. I'm trying to figure out the pain. I'm in rehab and I've gone through the program. And I've basically told them at this point, hey, I'll do anything. I'll do whatever you ask me to do because I was desperate. I really thought that there was no hope for me at this point. I really thought that I was going to self-destruct. I was going to destroy my life, and I needed to figure out how to get help. And I I told them at one point, I said, you know, I'll go stand on my head in the corner if that'll get me sober, if that'll keep me uh, from destroying my life. Well, they were so kind, and they were so compassionate, because they kept driving me back to what's going on inside of you. Stop thinking about the drinking. Start thinking about what's going on inside of you and begin to address where that pain came from. So I'm going through rehab. I'm learning all of these lessons. And then I'm in my final day. My final day of rehab, graduating the program and learned all these things. Ceremony is a part of your graduation. So the people you've kind of journeyed through, that you've done life with over those 30 days are in the room with you. uh, And then they take a stone and they take this stone or this crystal and each one of the people, they they look at it and they speak something into that stone about you that they like about you. And then they give you well wishes for your journey. And as they're doing that, they're you know saying it and I'm receiving and hearing the things that they're saying. And as they're passing that stone around, it's getting closer and closer to me. And one of the things that I'm supposed to do is when I get that stone, I'm supposed to say something positive about myself. I'm supposed to take the stone, look at it, say something loving and kind about myself and give myself my own well wishes. Well, for somebody who's experienced trauma and shame and lived with an inner critic that has abused them to no end, trying to think of something to say good about yourself, it's, it's not that easy. So that stone winds up in my hand. And out of nowhere, these words came up out of my, out of my heart. They just kind of burst through all of the layers of me trying to think about what I should say about myself. And it just kind of took over. And these words came out. I said, I am worthy. I am worthy of my own love. Now, I'd never said that before in my life. Those words had never come out of my mouth. I hadn't even thought that thought before. But somehow in the depths of my being, I needed to hear that. And when I said that, something shifted inside of me. I felt something tangibly change. And I felt a connection to what I now understand is the source of my healing, my own love. At that moment, I opened myself. I just cracked it just a little bit to be able to see that I could love myself. And when I did that, I was also able to see that I was the source of my own suffering by continuing the cycle of shame, by continuing to beat myself up, that I could now also be the source of my own healing. And the peace that was gonna bring the healing was learning to love myself, that loving myself could transform me. So I began to go on a journey to figure out how could I love myself? But I had to stop because I started getting into the how, and then how was bouncing off my nervous system, right? So I knew I needed to love myself. I knew that that was the answer. And so I started getting into things like positive affirmations, uh, you know, different practices. But I realized that you know, all I'm doing all of this stuff, but it doesn't seem to be connecting with me. So then I had to sit there and think, why is that? I had to do some self-inquiry, really look deeply. I realized that my body and my system wasn't ready for me to start with the how. It needed me to start with the why. And when I coach people and I work with people, I get that question a lot. How do I love myself? Like You're talking about self-love. Okay, so how do I do it? Let's get to it. Let's make it happen. Well, I think we have to pause. And we do get to the how, and the how is a part of the healing journey, but we first have to start with why. Why do I feel unworthy of love? When did that show up in my life? When did I first receive that message? when did i start to believe that about myself so it's a it's a why and a when question versus a how question we start there so let me ask you this question why do you believe that you're unworthy of love who gave you that message was it a caregiver was it a parent was it a broken relationship was it yourself that you made some mistakes in life and then all of a sudden you decided to say that i am not worthy of love let alone your own love. Like, when did that happen? And when we get to that, we can start to address the source of the message and the pain behind that message. Before we address the how on this journey together, let's go ahead and start with the why. So today, or this week, I wanna encourage you to do something. I wanna encourage you to find a place, quiet place, where you can sit with yourself. Take a moment, close your eyes, begin to reflect, have a journal with you or something to write with, maybe your phone or whatever. Maybe not your phone because you get distracted and go down the rabbit hole. Get something that you can write with, be reflective and sit and think about, when did I believe? When did I start to believe that? When did I start to believe that I wasn't worthy of love? Why did that start to show up in my life? And then as a part of that, I want you to see that version of you. I want you to see that person. It might have been, for me, it was a five-year-old boy. Anytime I start to think about when I got the message that I wasn't lovable or why I'm not lovable, well, there's some specific things that happened in my memories that I can remember back to at the age of five that kind of started really wiring that in. I mean, there were things that happened before, but when I visualize it, it's this five-year-old version of me. So as I sit with that version of myself, and I really begin to come, become curious I really try to connect with me at that age, and I really try to understand how that message got put into my system. And once again, if I can become my own healer, if I can become the person who can go to the spaces within me that need healing, then I can sit with that five-year-old version of myself, and I begin to love that version of myself. You see, it's often hard to sit with the 50-year-old version of ourselves or the 30-year-old version of ourselves and look that version in the eyes and go, I love you. Because that version, we we judge. That version, we condemn. We go, I can, I know all the things that you've done. I can see when you screwed up. I know when you did this and when you did that. And so trying to connect with that version of ourselves. We're actually going to do some exercises on another podcast about connecting with that version of you. But right now, we're going to start with the version of you that first started to receive that message that you're unlovable. That version of us we can really see and have compassion for. So as you're doing this exercise, sit with that version of yourself. When did that message show up? Begin to visualize them. And then I want you to begin to love that version of yourself. This is not always easy. There's going to be things that come up. And if you need to work with a mental health professional, you need to work with somebody that can provide that safe space by all means do. I've been meeting with a therapist for years and I can, and I plan on doing so for many years to come. So, But as you sit with that version of yourself in a safe space and you begin to love that version of yourself and you begin to tell that version of yourself that you're so sorry for the things that happened to them and you begin to send love towards them, unconditional love, No additives of, yeah, I love, but, and well, you deserved this, or maybe, nope. Just straight love towards that version of yourself. And then I want you to visualize that version of yourself, receiving that love from you, visualizing that. And then begin to feel the emotion of love towards them and the emotion of what would it feel like for that version, for me, that five-year-old version, what would it feel like to have a safe adult giving me love, sending love, I begin to feel what that five-year-old needed to feel at that time, but didn't get. So I'm doing two things in that. One, I'm learning to give love to myself. I'm learning to give love to a version of myself that I feel like I can connect with, that I feel like I can give love to, whatever version of that is for you. The second thing is I'm learning to figure out how to receive love from myself. And we're involving multiple parts of our system. We're involving our emotion, we're involving our thinking, we're involving our words, we're involving our hearing. So as we're saying it out loud that I love you, and we're saying things out loud that I receive this love. And that can become a very healing practice in showing myself that I have the capacity to love myself. And I have the capacity to receive love from myself. Be gentle with yourself in that process. Be kind to yourself in that process get the help that you'll potentially need in that process for a safe space but if we don't start with the why and the when we're actually continuing to dismiss a part of us that really needs our attention we're jumping to the version of us today that feels unworthy of love while this piece of us who first got the message is being ignored so if we'll start with that part we'll begin to love that part Begin to send the message to that part that we're lovable. Begin to train ourselves so we can give ourselves love and receive love, not ignoring that part of ourselves anymore. Because once again, in our practicing of the how, that how is bouncing off of our nervous system. And going back to the place where it first showed up is a part of healing the nervous system to open us up to start receiving the how like when i say how it's like how do i love myself like how do i do positive affirmations that are effective how do i do self care without feeling guilty how do i view myself in a way that's loving how do i stop the inner critic the voice inside of me that's relentlessly beating myself up okay how do i speak kindly to myself all of those are you know great and beautiful questions they're going to continue to have resistance until we honor the part of ourselves that First, got that message that first started to feel that way, and then go to that part of ourselves and begin to heal that part of ourselves. And you are capable of this. You have the ability to do this. Just think about how much pain you've caused yourself. Take a moment. How much pain have you caused yourself? That same power that you've had to emotionally cause yourself pain, you have the ability to emotionally cause yourself healing and love. You are your own healer. You have the ability to do this. So take time this week, do that exercise, connect with yourself, give love to yourself. If you need additional resources, yes, please absolutely reach out to a therapist. Uh, if you need any help or guidance, I offer coaching services as well. You can go to my website, it's jerryhenderson.org, learn more about that. And there's a fantastic book that you can read. It's called No Bad Parts, it's by Dr. Schwartz. I encourage you to pick that up as well. So those are some resources that maybe will help you on your journey. But just remember that you are worthy of love, you've always been worthy of love and you'll never not be worthy of love and you can heal your relationship with yourself. I hope today's episode was valuable to you, that you gained some insights that are useful for you on your journey. If you did, I just want to ask that you would rate it and review it and most importantly, that you would share it with somebody else because you never know the impact that it can have in their life. And finally, don't forget to subscribe because that'll let you know when new episodes are coming out. I want to encourage you as well that if you do need more resources, you can find me on jerryhenderson.org. That's my website. You can also find me on Instagram at Jerry a. henderson. Feel free to reach out to me there. Send me a message. I'd love to hear from you. I'm really grateful that you're here. And please don't forget, you are worthy of your own love. The Permission to Love podcast and the content posted by Jerry Henderson is presented solely for general information, entertainment, and educational purposes. The use of the information on this podcast or materials linked from this podcast or website is at the user's own risk. It is not intended as a substitute for the advice of a physician, psychotherapist, or other qualified professionals. It is not a substitute for diagnosis or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical or mental health condition that they may have and should seek the assistance of their health care professionals for any such conditions.